y'all. Welcome back to the God Center Mom podcast. I am your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where we remind you through mentorship, friendship, and discipleship that you don't mom alone. This is episode 197. I've invited my friend Aaron Hall to answer one of your questions. Okay, so my name is Jennifer, and I'm a mom to seven kiddos. I've got five boys and two girls. Actually, my last pregnancy was triplets. And so I have three, three three-year-old boys and my life is crazy. My question is about social media. I want to be, you know, to have a presence on social media and be connected with people. And, but I really stink at it and I stink at it in sinful ways and in just silly time-wasting ways. So I get real self-focused and I just hate it. I don't, I don't like what it brings out, but I know there's so much good there. So I would really love to hear how other moms deal with social media to keep it as a blessing in their life instead of a stumbling block or, you know, a way to just be distracted. I I don't want to be distracted. I want to be engaged in my life. So yeah, that's my question. How do we be God-centered moms and have healthy boundaries with social media? I'm sure Jennifer is not the only one who is struggling with the distraction and the temptations of social media and wondering how do we balance this? How do we engage and have a presence and connect and use it as a tool of ministry and not let it become a stumbling block? Well, When I heard Jennifer's question, I immediately thought of my good friend, Erin Hall. She and I have served together in uh, coordinating the Declare Conference, which she is still doing. She has written online for over a decade, and she just does things well. She keeps the main thing the main thing, and I wanted you to hear from her. And, and it's just reminding myself, like, I don't need to be available to everyone all the time, except to my family and my people that are right here. Like, th- those are the people that need me at a moment's notice and I need to be available to them. Everyone else can wait. And remember when we didn't have phones and we would have to check our, like go to the computer and log in to check our email that, and that was okay. People understood it's going to be a little bit before she responds to me. Um, And I think people will understand, but we have to set that expectation up. So if you've been having these conversations with your friends and you're curious what Aaron and I are talking about, listen in, Uh, It's spring break for my family, so I'm probably actually going to be stepping away from social media this week. So please share with your friends if you find this valuable. Also, uh, before we get to the conversation, I want to tell you a little bit about this month's sponsor. Y'all remember over a month ago, I shared with you the amazing app that my youngest son was using called Phonics Museum. It was created by Veritas Press, which is the most awarded classical education curriculum provider the last 20 years. So if you're a classical education person, this app is for you. Don't be, you know, deterred because it's an app and it's on a phone. It's amazing. Your children will learn how to read using it. They'll be transported into this interactive museum and they'll learn their sounds and combining them, their songs, over 900 games and songs and videos. So if you want to check it out, go to phonicsmuseum.com forward slash Heather If you put your email address in there, you're going to get a bunch of freebies and you can try it out for free for two weeks. So if your kids love it, win, win, win. Check it out, phonicsmuseum.com forward slash Heather. All right, let's get to my conversation with Erin. Here we go. 
Hey, Erin, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Hi, Heather, how are you? I'm good. I'm so excited that if anyone I'm going to talk to about social media, it got to be you. Well, okay. Erin <laughs> uh, and I have worked together, been good friends, done all the things, and our relationship started online. I met you online. Yeah, yeah on social media. On social media. So what better? I know. What better credentials? Uh, and how long have we been using social media to spread the gospel? How long have we been doing that? I like would 10 years. Yeah, I would say, years? well, Haley, Haley's 13. And so as long as she's been around, I mean, my, you know, as long as my daughter's been around, so yeah, almost 15 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So you had a blog. I had a blog. We met at a blogging conference that you were hosting. And through that conference, what was the goal? Like when you set out and started that, what was your purpose? Yeah, the purpose of the conference is um, to teach women um, how to use social media and their blog and their online platforms to point back to Jesus, to really um, use it for good and to use their words to glorify God and encourage others. And it sounds so great, right? We have this tool. We have this thing that connects us all, all around the world. Right now, someone's listening to this podcast in a country I can't pronounce. And it's amazing. It's amazing that we have these tools mm -hmm. now. And yet, you and I know, we're having conversations with friends, sitting in the waiting room at karate or on the sidelines of soccer and dance studios, saying how much how frustrating it is social media just sucks them in and it can be this distraction and it can reveal our sin and like that listener just mm -hmm. posed that question and how do we handle this tension as women who want to use social media for good and have it be a blessing and yet find that it can be a stumbling block like how do we negotiate this tension well i i think well, first of all, I think it can be done. I mean, I think um, people are doing it really well. And so what's the secret? I think the secret is um, setting boundaries and um, yeah, and really just identifying, just acknowledging that it can be a place of distraction and, and um, you know, sinful temptation and all of that. But it can also be a place um, of life and encouragement and, and um, just glorifying God and, and blessing others. So I, I think just acknowledging that and then setting boundaries so that you're going in the right direction with your social media, you're setting yourself up to be one way or the other and not, um, not wishy-washy or, you know what I mean? Just having a focus and goals and boundaries for your, for what you're going to be online. Yeah. When you're talking to friends, what are some of the things that they mention being a struggle? Like, in what ways are we finding, I know for me, where it can be a struggle, but what are some common things you hear about? Um, some of the common things that we talk about, like with my friends, is is getting on Facebook or Instagram and just um, being bombarded with negativity. Um, just people complaining about life or, you know, um, just bad things happening in the world and every post in their feed is something negative one after another. And it's a downer and it's, it's, it's so discouraging. Um, and at the same time, it's easy to want to jump in in the comments and 
participate in the, you know, the negativity and um, voice your opinion and that sort of thing. And so I think that's, that's a big struggle for a lot of my friends that I talk with that are on social media. And uh, I know for me, I hadn't thought about that piece, actually, but I know that Mm -hmm. I could be like, totally happy and content and with my day or with my kids, Mm -hmm. and I will get on and see something. And suddenly I'm comparing and contrasting and I feel like, well, we have nothing fun planned for the day. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Or what am I doing wrong that my kids can't play that instrument? Right, right. Or, you know, why, why did they all get together? You know, all of the comparing that it brings a discontent in my own life um, and my heart and my mind is distracted even, even after I'm off of it, thinking about, well, what could I do to do this better? Because my bar just got raised a little bit. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah. So either way you come, come away from, you log off of your phone or your computer and, and you're just feeling icky inside. And so, yeah, so no wonder all of us are like, Ugh, social media, ugh, gross, you know, but, um, it doesn't have to be that way. It actually doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, um, you know, those feelings of discontent or negativity or missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes it's something going on in mm-hmm. us, right? Yes. Yes, it people posting negativity or engaging in conversations that aren't helpful. Um, but it's sometimes it's it's my heart that I bring, you know, just like with our kids. Okay. So with my kids, um, <laughs> I can see them as the problem, but actually it's them bringing to the surface my own heart issues and my own sinful nature. And so right. I'm not going to get rid of my kids. <laughs> I mean, yes, they're also sinners, just like social media isn't perfect. Um, and so together it's a a fine combination for a lot of conflict and chaos. Um, but my kids can also be a blessing. And so recognizing that, okay, yes, social media makes me feel yucky. Yes. Social media brings out my sin when I engage in it, but is it the 100% problem? (laughs) You know, mm-hmm. you can't put all the blame. Yeah, there. we have to do right. We have to do a heart check. And, you know, what's in my heart that that is that where I'm discontent that this, the pictures on social media are amplifying. Mm-hmm. Or why do I feel like I need to be the best? What is it in me that desires to have to get it right? What is right? And and just that social media post is revealing this hidden desire I have to seek approval and to perform, to gain the love and attention of others that I should, should quote unquote, should be satisfied and complete in God's eyes, recognizing that he sees me, he sees my efforts, he sees what he's given me, he's seen the grace he's given me, he's seen the kids he's given me and putting my attention into resting in his approval alone. Sounds good, but it's really hard in the moment yeah. to rest in that. It's very hard. Yeah. It is so what hard. do you do like to rest in his approval instead of seeking it from social media or. We have to have these conversations. I mean, you just, you can't just keep it in your head or in your heart and struggle with it internally. That's, I think that's the first thing you have to, talk about this with some wise friends and some trusted friends who are, who are able to handle it well and offer a good perspective. So I, I appreciate these, 
these conversations and um, that we're bringing to light um, this subject. I think that's first and foremost. It has to be talked about and recognized. So I had heard, you've probably heard this before. I've heard it a million times that what we see on social media is, you, you know, aside from the negativity is usually there someone's highlight reel, right? That's, we hear that all the time. Don't compare your normal life with someone else's highlight reel. And um, I heard that and it really struck me that that's true, probably, maybe, I don't know. But since when is that a bad thing? Number one. And number two, my, my highlight reel is going to look different than someone else's highlight reel. And the next person's highlight reel is going to look different to them. And it, that's how it should be. And, it, and I think I just need to accept that. And like you're saying, rest in the Lord, like the grace and the goodness that I have and my acceptance, my identity is found in him and not in someone else's social media or likes or shares. Um, they, they have their own thing going on, like good for them. That, let that be your highlight reel. Mine's going to look very different because I'm a different, I'm in a different call. You know, God, God has something different for my life and my season that I'm in right now. So I think that is um, just where I go. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good because I'm thinking of our friend, Liz Griffin. I don't know if you've met her yet, but she had a stroke and she's been yeah, posting. Yeah, I, I know Liz. Yeah. yeah. So she's been posting on social media. So obviously her highlight reel right now is maybe not my highlight reel <laughs> because oh, a yeah. highlight for her in her day is being able to touch her pointer finger and her thumb together or talking about this lady she met in the rehab center and what a blessing it is to know Barb and to remind her to to breathe and not hold her breath. I mean, that's not really a great day that you're in rehab as a 30 something and you have four kids and, but it's her highlights because like we said, what a bummer if she's, I mean, yes, she's real and she's very good at being real, but she's also pointing us to like, even in the hardest of places, I can see the blessing of shining a light in a rehab center with a whole different demographic than I'm used to hanging yep. out with. That's a perfect example. And I, and I think it just comes back to, um, um, our identity and we're, and we have to be established and rooted in Christ in our, in, and confident of our identity in him. Otherwise we will look at other people's social media feed and think, so I'm thinking of someone else, for example, her highlight reel is, um, because she's a home decor blogger all of her social media posts are about her beautiful home and it's beautiful and spotless and I'm and I could very easily think oh my gosh I need to get a new dresser here or I should keep my living room spotless why don't we have white couches and white carpet um (laughs) just really compare myself to that but really that's not my identity that's her identity God has called her to that walk and that's not me that's not what God Mm -hmm. has called me to God has called me to something very different and so my posts are going to look different than hers. And it, it just is like comparing apples to oranges. Like it's just not even, um, it's not healthy and it's, 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 um, it's not fair. Like it's not fair to ourself and, um, it's kind of discounting where God has us and why. I think what it does too, is makes us realize that outside of being on Instagram or Facebook, we need to be investing the time and the energy to sit before God and ask him, who am I? Mm-hmm. What did you, how, who, what gifts did you give me? What, mm-hmm. what strengths did you give me? What interests did you give me? Um, what challenges did you yep. give me? And really take the time and the energy to be confident 
in who you are. Because when we go, I know for me, I'm high input on strength finders. So that's where I struggle. I am taking in information and social media is just like a buffet of information and I have to watch it because I will come up with all different ideas of, of ideas of what I should be doing and and things I I should be better at or and I have to recognize no you like learning new things but it doesn't mean all those things are for you. Right. Yep. And yes. I have to recognize my like limits and and put, and put them there and recenter myself like the question of the listener how do we as god-centered moms um have healthy boundaries well one of those healthy boundaries is okay god is this for me is this for me or is this something that i can celebrate with my friend because a sign of maturity is that i can see my friend post something and it's beautiful or gorgeous or her child really succeeded and I can celebrate her and her family instead of comparing. Right. And not, and not projected on your family or your life. Yeah. Yes. 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 But it's not easy. It is not easy. No. And it's, and like you said, you have to take the time, you have to step away from it and sit down with God and really talk about it and pray about it and process it with him. Um, And I think maybe that's where a lot of, a lot of us slip up is we just jump on, we just jump in. We just jump in social media like I'm all in. I'm here. I here I am. And what do I post? And what do I read? Mm. And we don't stop and take time to really think through and pray through what we're gonna do when we get on social media. How are we gonna arm ourselves and um and um protect ourselves and guard our hearts? You know, I just had this image of it's like if we use the Bible and our time with God as the mirror, or we use mm-hmm. Instagram and Facebook as the mirror. Absolutely we're allowing one or the other to decide our identity. And uh, I would say if you're letting it define your identity, that's where you need to maybe take a step away. And I've seen it in my life when I'm shifting and I'm off and my husband will say, I think you've been spending too much time on social Mm -hmm. media. Uh, Then I I need to refocus and say, okay, I got to take a break, step back, um, put some, Maybe, maybe even yeah. unfollow some people that are becoming yeah. really big struggles for me. And it's as yucky right. as it sounds, it's not the person. It's not the person. It's me. And I am struggling to see what they're posting and have mm-hmm. a healthy and good perspective on them. Um, yeah, that's true. And it's it's more true. about me than it is about them. Um, what boundaries have you set in place? What things have you found to be super helpful as you engage social media? You know what? I am very... Um, um, liberal with that unfollow button. <laughs> um, and just like you said, it's not them. I still like the person. I don't want to unfriend them. It's, you know, it's not that it's just sometimes I, I, what I see in my feed, um, I just don't need to see it. And it's for whatever reason, it's a temptation or it brings out something icky in myself. Um, so I just hit that unfollow button and I don't feel any shame in it. And maybe I'll go back later and and follow them again when I'm feeling stronger. Um, and I will tell, let me tell everyone, you know how, I don't know if people know this, but in our little world of social media and business and platform, you know, it, it's supposed to, should be that you have a lot more followers than you're following. Like technically there should be this number shift. I've heard that. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. But when I look at Aaron Hall, your <laughs> numbers, I mean, I don't want people to think that you're like only following two people. 
that's why you unfollow these people. No. no, Aaron is like following thousands and thousands and thousands of people way more than are following her. Um, so it's not that she's not supporting. No, her. there's a lot of good people. It's I have a lot of good things in my feed right now. Like it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yes. You're just using oh, yeah. discretion on recognizing where, and, um, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but I know that as part of your story, and I think you've been on podcasts talking about it is like body image. And so I'm confident if body image is a struggle for you, oh, yeah. you're going to have to ro- watch that and recognize that the enemy is going to try to sneak in. That's definitely one area where I have to be very careful with who I follow. If there's a lot of, um, uh, body pictures or food pictures or things like that, then I, yeah, I mean, I, I will support them, but I, I can't see that in my feed. Yeah. No, that's being wise. And I think that we have to recognize if we have daughters or sons that mm-hmm. that's a struggle for them to ask them those questions. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone that you're following that's making you feel more self-conscious about your body or more aware or um, that these are just having these conversations are important? Definitely. Know? Definitely. Yeah. So you unfollow and you're thinking through yes. that. What um, other boundaries? Just very practical. Um, I I don't check social media in the mornings or, you know, at all until after I've spent some time in the word or in prayer. Okay. Tell me how you do that. Because a lot of people keep their phones right by their bed or they use it as an alarm. So what's like a practical way to get around that? I know. I hear I hear that that's like, um, that's a big thing. So um, <laughs> I, I, funny. I have to I keep hear. my phone. I do. I only, I use my phone for an alarm on two days a week. And so it's right next to my bed. So I get that. But, um, I still, you know, the alarm goes off and I just press snooze or stop, whatever. And then I set the phone down and get up and get on with my day. I don't bring it with me or check anything. Um, I, I'm more, I have a job, so I do have to eventually check email and notifications and that sort of thing, but I don't do it right away. I wait until I get up and I'm alert and I've had some time to really just start my day off in prayer and just ask God to show me, you know, his will for my day. And then once I'll, once I feel secure in that, then I will pick up my phone and, and check my notifications and, and, um, you know, do what needs to be, take care of what needs to be taken care of. How do you avoid getting sucked into the like, oh my gosh, I just spent an hour. I just spent an hour looking at my phone. How do you avoid that? Because I haven't figured that one out yet. Hmm. <laughs> Have you figured it out? Yeah, oh. that's easy to do, right? I mean, if you if you okay. have an hour yeah. worth of time, just a free time and you're and you can, I can see how easy it would be to just scroll on your phone. Frankly, I get bored with it. I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't think I could sit there for an hour scrolling on my phone. After a little while, I'm like, okay, I've seen it. I liked it. Moving on. What's next? Um, so, but another tip I would maybe offer is have some other um, interesting things to do, like that you really want to do available to yourself. So maybe it's a book that you really want to read or mm. a magazine, even, um, even if it's not super productive. Um, it doesn't, I mean, neither is scrolling on your phone, but choose something else. Maybe have it on hand at the ready. That is, that will hold your attention. Um, similar to scrolling on your phone. I don't know. Maybe it's baking cookies or, you know, just have <laughs> yeah. something at the ready that you can, you know, pick up your phone, scroll around for a couple minutes and then, and then let that thing, that other thing in enti- you know, pull you away. 
Well, and for some people listening, they're young moms and it's a baby crying and it's a toddler and they're pulling us away. And I I didn't have young, young kids when I had an iPhone. So um, my struggle has been more lately. Uh, I think I was on my computer, my laptop more when they were little than I was on my phone. Um, But I just got this app. Have you heard of the Moment app? I have heard of the Moment app. It tell is that the one that tells you how much time you've spent, or is that different? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll be on it, and it'll scroll down from the top. You've been on your phone fifteen minutes, or it'll it'll keep a cumulative mm. time clock going and like Ugh. bark at you when you're getting close to your limit. Yeah. Like you have can have preset limits. You can have times a day that you want it to tell you. You know, you said you didn't want to be on at this time. I mean, if you need accountability that way, some people it's easy to be disciplined and others pointing to myself, it's not easy. And I'm amazed, amazed and saddened when I get to that total where I'm like, are you joking me? Are you joking me? I, well, I think that's, I think those tools, those tools are so smart to have. I mean, like you said, we need the accountability, whether it's your husband saying, um, Hey babe, I think you've been on social media a little too much lately. Um, or an app or whatever we, I mean, take advantage of those things because yeah, we're, otherwise what you're missing out on yeah, life. <laughs> so I have a lot of, um, books and uh, all the time, but I used to keep them in my bedroom where I could read at night before bed. But lately I've been putting them like all around the house. Mm-hmm. So if I'm sitting on the couch and normally I would grab my phone and scroll Instagram but the book is also sitting right there. So I'll pick up and maybe like look at a couple Instagram posts, but then I, I see my new book and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I need to read that. Like now would be a good time. It's right here. I'm just sitting here. This is a perfect time for me to pick up this book and start reading. So I think just having other things around. Um, remember when we didn't have phones, like you said, and we did other things <laughs> yeah. tap in, like, what were those yeah. other things? Just like I tell my kids, like you didn't always have that video game. What did you do before you had that video game? Go back and do Legos or puzzles or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. same for us. Yeah. You have kids. They're 13 and 10, nine, nine. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, do they ever get mad at you that you're on your phone or what are your rules around? Like when your kids are home from school and making sure you're not distracted. Cause to me, that's like where I feel the most guilt or, um, I know, you know, they'll get mad at me like, mom, put your phone down. You know, they, it's, it's one of those things where having kids around all the time right now, like, you know, I haven't had them all in school yet. Um, there's, they see it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm not getting on my computer to do email. Like, so that's where I'm doing email. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm getting ridiculous number of text messages or, Instagram direct messages or Facebook direct. I mean, all the messages are coming at me. Um, And because I'm adaptable, again, that's another strength on my strength finders. The problem is I'm not very focused and strategic. So I'm responding to things all day. Yeah, that is easy to do. If you just have your phone on you and your notifications are blowing up. Yeah, I mean. I don't even have notifications. I don't even turn on notifications. I just go and check, which is ridiculous. (laughs) I'm choosing to go and see that I'm wanted and that I need to respond. And then I feel like, oh, they just saw that I saw it. Shoot. Now I've got it. And a really organized person, they would say, I'm only going to check from these hours. I'm not that disciplined. I'm not that disciplined. 
No, I'm not either. So I was convicted about this a few years ago, and I actually wrote about it on my blog one time. We were at the um, spray ground. I was at the spray ground with my kids, and um, I was watching the kids, and they were playing with another little boy who was younger than them. So he's maybe like three or four, and I, I think he went down the slide for the first time by himself, and he was so excited. And I was looking for his mom because this little boy was so excited that he had just gone down the water slide by himself. My kids were helping him and cheering for him. And I was looking around the water park like, where's this boy's mom? She has to see this. And I saw her. She was sitting close to me and she was just on her phone. She missed it. And she had her phone just up in her face and um, she missed it. And I was so convicted in that moment. Like, I don't want to miss it. And so um, my kids, my kids haven't gotten, haven't ever said anything like, mom, you need to get off your phone because I, because of that moment, um, I set up the boundaries for myself. And so my kids know that I do work from home and most of my work is on the computer or on my phone. So there will be times when I do have to work, but I am I communicate with them. Hey guys, I'm going to go in here and check my email real quick. I'll be right back. Or I need to respond to this quickly. Um, give me like 15 minutes. You know, I just communicate with them constantly. Not that they need to know or, or are entitled to a check-in, but I want the same from them. Um, you know, hey mom, I need to text a friend. I'll be right back. And so if they're going to leave the family living room while we're having family time or doing whatever um, to go be on their phone, I want them to communicate with me what they're doing. And so I'm, I'm just doing that for them now and kind of setting up that, that model behavior. Um, So that's how we do that. Um, Yeah. So it's just, I just think how, how do I want my kids to be on their phones? And that's how I, try to be on my phone. Very, very smart. Very smart. Okay. What other boundaries do you have in place? Talk to me. Okay. So I do have off all of our, all of my social media notifications. Yeah, um, me too. I can't, I don't know what, what I would do if it was also barking at me. Yeah. Like, that's just too much. Um, and, yeah. and it's just reminding myself, like, I don't need to be available to everyone all the time, except to my family, my people that are right here. Mm-hmm. Like th- those are the people that need me at a moment's notice and I need to be available to them. Everyone else can wait. And remember when we didn't have phones and we would have to check our, like go to the computer and log in to check our email that, and that was okay. People understood it's going to be a little bit before she responds to me. Um, and I think people will understand, but we have to set that yeah. expectation up um, on our own. So I, that's just a constant reminder. I don't need to be available. I don't need to respond yeah. to the DMS or the messages right away. Um, I do log on to social media for personal use, um, maybe three times a day. I don't, ha- I'm not very organized as far as like time limits or time frames, um, because the days change. And so every day is different. Some, some days are better than others. Right. Um, but usually it's when I'm by myself, um, and there isn't a chore that needs to be done. Like dinner doesn't need to be made. Or, you know, my people aren't waiting on me for something. Um, I just have a moment to myself. Everything else is taken care of. And then I can just really sit down and, and focus. I don't want to open social media and be distract and be unfocused. You know what I mean? I don't want to have it open, but also be trying to, you know, walk the dog or have it open and also be trying to cook dinner. Cause then I think that's just messy in my brain. You know, that's just, um, it's too much. That's overload. So, yeah, so that's a boundary that I have. Um, so I, I do separate since I do work online. I, I have separate 
online times for work and then for personal use. So you'll see me online a lot of times in the morning because I'm doing work. And it's funny because, you know, Facebook will tell your friends that you're online or whatever. I'll start getting messages and notifications and text messages because people think I'm available, but really I'm working. And so I'm, I'm very strict and protective of that. Like, no, I have the office and I don't get a break right now. You know, I could, I could very easily, you know, get sidetracked and have a little message conversation on Facebook, but I'm working and I need to, you know, respect my work and um, really give my time to that and stay focused. Yeah. That's good. So, well, didn't didn't you also say you had a boundary with like posting pictures of your kids or like you you might take pictures when you're at an event but you're not posting them right away? I, I do. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I don't really know the reason behind this. I just um just from maybe <laughs> just learning and watching other people um how they do how they do it. Um so if we are out somewhere or doing something even here at the house that's fun or special and I want to capture the moment, I will. I allow myself to get my phone and take pictures or video, whatever. But then I put the phone away. I don't immediately feel the need to go on Facebook or Instagram and post about it right away. Um, I, I maybe won't even ever. Mm-hmm. That's not the mm-hmm. point of taking a picture. The point of taking a picture is for me to remember it and have the picture mm-hmm. for my kids when they get older and put it in an album and that sort of thing. Um, if I find myself going to take a picture for the sake of a post on social media, I I immediately heart check because that is not where I want my intentions to come from. Um, now sometimes it is because it's for work or it's, um, just a different circumstance, but it's usually not for my, it's not pictures of my kids or my family or what we're doing. Um, it'll be a picture of essential oils, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to take a picture of oils and post that, but for the sake of, you know, family time and protecting my family, um, and keeping my family time precious and sacred, um, I'm really careful about taking pictures, why I'm taking pictures, why I, why am I, you know, why do I feel like I need to get my camera out right now? Um, is it for a social media post? Really be honest with myself, you know, um, or is it for the sake of memories? And then later, mm-hmm. um, when I have my free moment to scroll through social yeah. media, I'll yeah. hop through my, you know, maybe look through my pictures and see if there's anything worth sharing that could be turned into a post to encourage someone, or even just to share, you know, something fun that we did a sweet moment that we had, um, later. So Hashtag later, Graham. Hashtag later, Graham. Uh, Yeah, because people are going to be heading out for spring break. And I know this past summer, uh, my boys are at the age where they really don't like Instagram at all. Um, They don't like me being posting pictures of them on Instagram or Insta stories and all that jazz. Um, So I had to promise while we were and it was fine with me, too. But it was kind of like my break, too, while we were in Colorado this summer Mm -hmm. that any picture I posted was for me and I wasn't posting it on social media, Mm -hmm. Um, but it changed everything. Like they let me take pictures. Mm -hmm. The reason why, like you said, like the reason behind it and made me, you know, reframe. I wouldn't just take pictures because that's something you're supposed to do for Instagram or whatever. It does. It does impact how I see the interactions and make me enjoy them a little bit more. And actually be present for them. So um, that could be, you know, a boundary. Again, anything we mention here is any conviction Aaron or I feel. And to give examples, since this mom, Jennifer, was asking, Mm -hmm. you know, how do we do this? 
Um, here are just ideas and you need to go to God for your, your own boundaries. And it's not because Aaron and I say this, that you have to do anything or that you should, or there's this another bar that's unattainable. It's just ideas for your own processing, um, to help you, you know, make the most of blending (laughs) this tool with your life and not, um, allowing it to sabotage, you know, the opportunity you have to be with your family or enjoy them or share with others. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's what works. It's what works for us. I mean, I think bottom line for me when I'm going on social media before I post anything or read anything of other people's posts, even I just need to be sure of who I am and whose I am. You know, you know, you ever hear moms, parents say that to their kids, remember who you are and whose you are, you know, a daughter of Christ. And, um, if if that's the bottom line, if I can just remember that, um, then that's my filter, you know? Um, and I can see everything and post everything using that filter. Then, then it keeps everything else in check. Yeah. That's really good. Do you do anything on the weekends, like a Sabbath or? Um, not, not organized or very structured or strict <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. But I, on Sundays and well, on the weekends, really both days, Saturdays and Sundays, typically I'm so into my family stuff that um, I'm not on social media posting. I'll go on, you know, if I'm having a, like usually at night is when I'm, by myself on social media for personal is like in the evenings, um, after my kids are in bed. Um, so I will go online, um, and browse around, but posting, I rarely post on the weekends and not because I have a rule in place, but it's just because I'm just so, um, in the moment with my family. So, yeah. 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 And I found again, like the contentment thing, I was finding myself really discontent with our weekend plans when I was overly checking others and my oh, yeah. contentment went up when I personally chose to check less. Um, and I right. check less when I don't post. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. So absolutely. If I, if I posted something and I'm seeing who saw it and mm-hmm. did they say anything mm-hmm. then I'm checking more frequently. Yeah. So I have to recognize like if I don't post, I probably won't check as often. Right. So they kind of go hand in hand. And I always think about, the more I'm posting, the more content there is for other women to be scrolling. Not that I'm going to c- control all of the content out there, but I'm just thinking like, I don't want to add to um, yeah. the piles right. if I don't have to. Yeah. I I hear you. Oh yeah. Saying. And as far as the weekend uh, thing goes, it, it's, I mean, it goes, it, it goes hand in hand too with the taking pictures. So, so if you are out and spending great time with your family, are you only doing those fun things for the sake of the post? You know, I, um, it, you know, I, I just, it's just a heart check. Like I said it again and again, but that's just the bottom line is you need to have a heart check from time to time. And why are we doing this? Why are we going to the museum? Really? Is it because I really want to go and, and drag you there? And are you really going to enjoy it? Are we really going to have a fun time? Um, do you want to go or am I just going, you know, so that we can get some good pictures to post on Instagram and get some likes and, um, you know, tag the museum and, you know, show that we do fun things in this cute outfit that I'm wearing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So one time I interviewed Jen Wilkin and she made a comment about people posting Bible verses and how that's not really helping them get in God's word and all that jazz. And I know you and I, you know, we've done this blogging about God's word and posting God's word. And we have a story from the Declare Conference 
with a gal who came to the conference. Um, you want to talk about that? Talk about the value? Like, how can we be a blessing? And how can God's word posted on social media actually yeah, benefit it, others? It, it actually can. I see where, where that comment is coming from. Um, I can definitely yes, see both yes. sides. But having having been part of this story um, really just makes it worth it to me, um, worth the risk of uh, it being seen in a negative way. Um, so at the Declare conference a few years ago, um, there was a sponsor in the room who was manning a sponsor table, right? I mean, help me if I forget things in the yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. I think she, she had a necklace jewelry that sold like mm-hmm. charms. Yeah. Necklaces. And so she, yeah. she was a sponsor of the conference and she was there manning her table and overhearing our conference sessions and um, she was, she could overhear the worship and the prayer and, and the speakers and that sort of thing. And did she start following? Was it, I think she started following different speakers on social media. Yeah. Started following us. And then what, how did she tell us in person at the conference or was it? So I think it was the next year. She said, Hey, can I have a minute to, to talk? in front of everybody. That's that was a right. Smaller we shared, year. we, sh- we opened up the microphone for, for other people, for attendees to come up and share. Oh, and that's right. That year she had came, she came as an attendee and not as a sponsor. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And she didn't have a blog and she didn't have any, Yeah, she wasn't a blogger yeah. before she was very new to social media. And so we were doing this mic thing of, you know, share your story and up walks Erica and, um, introduces herself and says that she had, was after Declare the previous year. She had, was scrolling, um, following us all on Instagram, um, reading our Bible verses that we were posting and our devotions that we were sharing pictures of and that sort of thing. And she said that that was her church. Um, she she and her husband and her family at the time were not believers. They were not going to church. Um, and after going to the, the Declare conference and seeing the, you know, God's word be shared on social media. Um, she, she gave her heart to Jesus and, um, became a believer. And now her and her family go to church. Her husband has been baptized and is now a believer. And it's just, it's changed their life. Um, and she, if you asked her now, she would say it's because of social media was her church. Um, she would wake up in the morning and scroll Instagram, just hungry for God's word and encouragement. Um, so yeah, I, I don't tell me it can't be used for good. Do not tell me that God is not God, mine. <laughs> God's word does not return no, void no. is a promise. And yes, I get Jen's point that we should quote unquote should be in God's word studying and we don't want to just feed people fast food. But if, if they are starving and they have nothing, it's, it's manna, it's bread, it's, it's something. And, uh, Erica would tell us, she said, y'all are so worried about the numbers, how many people like it, how many people following. She said, just I'm one and I'm the one and I'm reading and you are digital evangelists. And that's what y'all started using for the Declare Conference. And I thought it was so true um, to to choose even what you're going to put out there. Yes, check your heart, your motives, but also to recognize how how can we be a blessing that we can be a blessing by being in God's word, letting it change us, and then sharing it. Now, the the complication for those uh, who get into this a little bit more is not just reading the Bible to find a nugget to share, like allowing God's word to actually 
do its work in you and from the overflow, which our friend Laura Williams uses that, from the overflow of what he's doing, you're sharing. Because sometimes preachers and teachers and Bible scholars can, you know, especially your pastor, you're preaching every Sunday. Well, think about you're posting every day. I mean, it's you're going to have to be really, really, really studying, allowing God to show you a ton to allow the overflow to be that frequent, that much. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Any other boundaries or anything? I think this is going to be helpful for people. I think, I think they're going to be encouraged. Yeah, I agree. Um, the other, only other thing I would just say is something that I heard. Um, I was watching the, a special on TV the other night about Billy Graham, the life of Billy Graham. Yeah. It was so sweet. Did you see it? No. Uh, it was just a really sweet tribute. Just talking about his crusade and, um, just the impact and influence that he had on so many people. But one of the things that I heard more than once, um, several people, different people um, that were part of his life at different times said this about him, about Billy Graham. Um, He remained faithful to the message, no matter what, no matter the size of his audience, no matter if he was in a tent or on TV with Bill Donahue or, you know, talking with um, big name celebrities he was always faithful to the message. And so that really struck a, struck a chord with me. Like what, what message am I being faithful to online? What message am I being faithful to in my home? Um, and will people mm-hmm. know that about me? Like what are, what are people, what message am I leaving with people? Um, is it good? Is it God's word? Is it true? Um, and so that, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, when I heard them say that about Billy Graham, I was like, yeah, I want people to say that about me. She remained faithful to the message. And well, it is the message. God is good. So be it on in my home or on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, whatever I'm sharing, let that be the message. And what you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is it helping you remember right. that message? Is it blessing you? Yeah. Yeah. Being wise in that. Well, thank you, Erin. Where can people find you online if they want to follow along with what you're doing and what you're sharing? Hey, yeah. I'm mostly on Instagram these days at Mama Hall. Um, but sometimes I blog at mamahall.com. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll put the links in the show notes. I think you're amazing. Thanks, Heather. Y'all, I think Aaron's you're pretty the cool. real deal. Erin's ah, <laughs> so good at uh, all the things. Y'all need to know Erin. Uh, Just know her. She's good. Great. You're a great person. Real deal. You're a good people. I like, I love your God-centered moms. They're, they're very sweet community. Very God-centered, would you say? I'm just I would say that. I would say that. Uh, oh, you're funny. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for being on. Appreciate it. Hey, don't mom alone. That's right. Don't do it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So, of course, Erin and I get off that call, and then we just keep the conversation going over on Voxer. You know, that app I like. It's like a walkie-talkie app. Anyway, Erin, she messaged me, and she said, I was just looking at my daughter's Brio magazine. Oh, Brio. Y'all remember Brio, the girls magazine, and there is an article that says social media and self-worth looking beyond the likes and tweets in your world to find true reflection of who you are. And there's a whole part on looking in the right mirror. It says, when my daughter Noelle was just two years old, we were at an amusement park together when she stopped abruptly in a full length mirror. She looked at a reflection from head to toe and concluded with great approval when she said, good. 
Can you remember when you were young and had that same kind of innocent confidence about yourself? Do you wish you still had that kind of toddler confidence today? Well, take a moment to pause in your busyness and consider the truth found in Psalm 139, 13 through 18, where it says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is comfort in knowing that the sum of God's thoughts toward you are so numerous, they are more than the sand. That's a far greater number than any amount of likes on Instagram. So the next time you check social media, remind yourself, this is not an accurate mirror. My Instagram photos and Snapchat stories don't define me. God thinks of me all day long and he likes what he sees. So there we go. I wasn't an original thought to talk about the mirrors, but it's true. And my prayer is that if anything, it can help us pause and consider where our identity is coming from and where we're choosing to put our time and energy. I know for myself, this is a constant battle. So don't think that I've got this figured out and I'm like ahead of y'all. Um, this is definitely where the enemy has me because I love input. I love connecting those two things <laughs> social media fills and uh, I'm missing out on connecting with my family and the input that they're providing when I go to my phone. So y'all can keep me accountable. um, And also we'll just hold each other to looking in the mirror of God's word more than we look to what the opinion of others. Okay. I'm going to thank Erin again. Make sure you follow her. um, Just not follow her. Yeah. So get on social media and follow Erin. More just solid people. Like she said, I can trust you in Aaron's hands. She is seeking God first. I know it. I've walked with her. Um, She will push aside fame to keep pursuing what God has for her. So anyway, I hope you all have fabulous heading into springtime and you, you, whatever it's called, leap forward. I grew up in Indiana. We did not change time zones. So this whole like changing time zone thing, I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. Uh, but you you survived that with young kids. I remember that being a lot harder than with older kids. Um, and we're, it's almost Easter. If you want to know what to do with your kids for Easter, um, I, maybe I'll share some of that on social media. See, this is how the good ways of social media. I did a post eons ago based off my friend, oh, Amanda. Uh, she did this Easter basket, basket thing, and I shared it, and I wrote about it. Just a simple way to help your preschoolers grasp salvation and the good gifts of God um, coming to earth, Jesus dying on a cross and taking that sin for us, um, and then giving us good gifts in return. So if you love the Easter basket tradition, this is a way to do it and still teach your kids the gospel. So I will try to find, remember to find a way to share that this week. If not, I'll share it the week I get back from spring break. All right. Adios, y'all. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. 
Have a great day.